The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The middle! Big sales, Bear Crooks. What a day in the NFL yesterday. A um, lot of money being thrown around. Oof. Man. Yes, hey, sir. Hey, you, you, you know what, man? I guess every generation gets to say this, man. I just played. Right. <laughs> just a little bit too soon, man. <laughs> hey, Bear, can you imagine you on the open market right now in your Bro, heyday? Uh, it's, it's unbelievable that um, – I mean, look at Mike Williams. Mike Williams has got – what was it? Three years, sixty million dollars, yeah. forty million guaranteed. Come on, man. I mean, he's good, but is he that damn good? Come on, are you kidding me, dude? That is so much money, man. Twenty million dollars. Again, I guess I just have to wrap my head around something you said yesterday. That was, hey, man. Okay, the economics of the sport is just going through the roof because of television. And I got to tell you, bro, it's unbelievable, man. So I, I, I do want to start. I want to ask you. Right out of the gate here, before we get into the big news of the day and um, where everything is going here. And by the way, I think the Eagles had a great day yesterday, and I'll explain here in a second. Um, you think Jason Kelsey's coming back? You know, I do. I do think he's coming back. Um, the reason why I say I think he's coming back is because he hasn't said it that he's not yet. And I, he's the type of guy, he's a stand-up guy, and he would let them know early enough for them to go out there and start the process uh, before free agency to get them, you know, in motion to, 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 to find another center, whether they're going to free agency or they're going to go with the draft. So, you know, I, I think, you know, that's the type of guy he is. And I think that's, you know, why I think he's going to come back because he wouldn't just leave him out there hanging like that. You know what too, Barrett? I mean, he seems like a guy too, that, you know, he still wants to play the game. We saw yeah. his effort level that he played in uh, all the games last year. I mean, boy, it, it's, it's just tough to let go of that game, especially when you're playing at such a high level like he is. But again, you know, I, I think this comes down to, tell me if I'm wrong here, when you're up that high and the amount of years that you play, it's not really about Sundays anymore, is it? It's no, more about no. the grind that it takes to get you back on the field, all the shit that he's got to do this offseason. That's get what his it body is. Yep. Ready. That's it right there, right? Yep. The offseason is where, you know, what makes some breaks a guy during the season. You look at guys like Aaron Donald. They give maximum effort, and they train so hard in the offseason that it's easy in, during the season. And when you look at a guy like Kelsey, who's undersized, small, he works his ass off to get to a point where he could, you know, he can go out there and dominate. And when I say dominate, he's not barreling everybody over. He's not knocking anybody down. But he's outsmarting guys. He's using leverage. He's he's coming off the ball using this quickness. He's using the intangibles to make him a great player. Being smart, you know, understanding where he needs to be at, how he can get there, and who on the offensive line can help him get there. That's the biggest thing. He understands how to get the other guys in position to help him get to where he has to go to position. He'll call it. He'll call a, a, a protection. That's totally opposite of what you're supposed to be calling because he understands that, all right, if I get one-on-one with this guy that weighs 350 pounds, it's going to be a bad play by me. This guy weighs me by 50, 60 pounds. So this is what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to call the call the way I want to do it. So I'm going to call a Ray Big. I'm going to have his right guard slide and help me. And then I'm going to pull around and pick up that safety that's coming off the edge. That's why he's such a good player because he does the little things to put guys in position to be successful. And, oh, by the way, nothing happens on that field without going through him. You know, the quarterback, yes, Jalen Hurst is that guy. But best believe Jalen Hurst is like, hey, is, is, is that a good call? Oh, okay, appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what it is, man. Like me, if I didn't rip my quad, I ruptured my um my patella tendon from my from my quad muscle. My entire quad muscle balled up in the top of my uh, thigh. Like you know, you ever seen somebody rip their tricep or their bicep? Yeah, yeah. And a ro- muscle rolls up. Yeah. My whole quad muscle did that. If it wasn't for that, I'd probably still be playing right now. I'd probably be fifty years old still playing <laughs> if I could, if my body would allow me. Why would I want to retire? I just keep playing. CT, I don't care. Give me the money, bro. Give me the money. Especially the money that they're throwing around. No question. I made this comment yesterday on the afternoon show, the national football show, 4 to 6 Eastern time. Let me let me bang this off you here. I say that the Eagles had a great day yesterday. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell I, I, Wilson I, I saw is that, now, man. I What's saw that? you saying that. I saw you saying You know I watched the show, bro. Hey, man. Well, well, well Barrett, I want, I want your thoughts on it because watch this. Without doing anything, you got a franchise quarterback out of the NFC. And now I start by just by subtraction here. Who are the better teams than the Eagles? And let's not forget something here. The Eagles went to Denver and beat the piss out of the Broncos in Denver beat the piss out of them and were more dominant at the point of attack with that dude. Will the Broncos look different with Russell Wilson? Of course, no one's denying that. However, just by the subtraction, Barrett, look at where the Eagles are now. The Cowboys now are in salary cap hell. The Rams are now having to cut $48 million off their cap. They're going to lose Vaughn. They're going to yep. lose a pass rusher on the other side. They're going to lose some people on that defense. The Packers are in salary cap hell. They got to restructure contracts. They just franchise tagged Devontae Adams. I say this. The Philadelphia Eagles are in the best shape of any NFC team. I get it. We don't have the shiny quarterback, and we don't have the big-name guy there. But you're $30 million under the cap. You've got 11 draft choices. You've got three first-rounders. Tell me where I'm wrong, where you name me a team. Are the Packers better than the um, the Eagles? Yes. Are the Rams? Maybe. Give me another team. Arizona? Okay. Maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, Hopkins being back makes them a force, but a lot of guys on that defense, their pass rush on that defense is gone now. So, I mean, you know, where else are they going to get the, the pass rush that they had? Chambers, Chamberlain, what's his name? Um, Chandler Jones. Chandler, yeah. I mean, no, no. Oh, oh. Let me look. Let me look it up right now. Uh, you know, people well, are saying the Eagles don't have a quarterback. Wait a minute. They didn't have a quarterback last year. We're 9-8, and eight, went to the postseason. And now by just subtraction. Yeah, Chandler Seattle's Jones. no longer a contender. Corey Peters also is going to be out of there. That's a lot of pass rush. But you're right, man. You look at the the league is definitely going into um is going to even out as far as you know how how the, these powerhouses are are now being built you know the the super teams are gone because 
you can't keep guys in, in their fold because that salary cap is killing folks right now. And I hate to say this, and I, I, I it, it sends a it sends a spike through my spine, but Howie Roseman is doing it, man. Yeah, he, he has put them in a great position with the salary cap to be very competitive. He did it, man. He got so many guys off the books in order for them to be, you know, a, 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 a team that's going to be able to compete in the or NFC. Or if they need something, Barrett, if they need something in free agency, he doesn't have to sit here and go like this now. Hey, look, man, we got to cut this guy to cut that guy to cut this guy to move this money around. Because as you know, when an NFL team is being built, all it is is about moving money around. Yep. Okay? And, and, and deleting guys off your football team. If you look where the – am I right when I say the Eagles are in the best shape, even with question marks at the quarterback position? And, and you know what? Quite frankly, the quarterback position gives them what you said yesterday, the autonomy because he's on a rookie deal to be able to be in that position to build both sides of the ball up. And if you come to the conclusion, Barrett, that this guy's not the guy to get you to a Super Bowl, he's surely enough because he's proven it to get you to the playoffs – and in the war of attrition, which is the National Football League, you get to the postseason, Nick Foles will be the first guy to tell you, let's just go play 60 minutes of football and see what happens. Ah, nah, nah. You know, and we're not even talking about – we're talking about salary cap and having the ability to bring in guys. We still have three first-round picks, and we're going into free agency. Three first-round picks. That's, that's, that's deep, incredible. Man. That's deep, man. Do you agree that the hey it, because of of like again name me let let's do this one even too name me better quarterbacks in the NFC NFC than Jalen Hurts Rogers yeah you got Rogers. Stafford Stafford uh, I'm not gonna say Dak I, I, well Dak has showed that he has a kink in his armor right I think now. you know what I, how about this I'll give you Dak because maybe he's a tick up. You well, think Kyler Murray's better? Um, no, because he he showed he he might need to go see the wizard. You know his heart, man. He might not have the heart that I thought he had. Me too. Him, you know he he. I think he. You know, just like you said earlier on last week, he made some business decisions, man, that yeah. kind of soured me on how he plays, man. Yeah. Uh, going forward, uh, you look at the division. I look at the division right now. I think the Eagles are tops in the division because Dallas gonna have to cut a lot more guys, and and, and you know and. Massage that cap still a lot more. Um, I got three quarter. I got two quarterbacks. Watch it, Stafford and Rodgers. Who's a better quarterback than than Jalen? And by the way, you and I have been talking about. And you know what? Somebody made an idiotic comment yesterday. Were you guys are saying that he's going to be a thirty-four million dollar quarterback? Yeah, that's the market for yep. starting quarterbacks. If the cap number is twenty-nine-seven, dude. You're you're gonna get thirty million dollars as a starting quarterback because the cap numbers the floor in the league at that respected position for stars and starters. That's yep. that's the number, man. So Barrett, you're right on 34, 30 million, 29.7 is the number. So I went around yesterday, Barrett, and I started thinking, who's better than Jalen in the system that he's gonna come back for a second year? Yeah, and that's and it. coming back for a second year with the same coaching staff. And uh, coaching staff now understands how to play him, take advantage of the offensive line that he has. I mean, they still have so many weapons that they can go out and get with salary cap and draft picks. But they're going to be a dangerous team. But Howie has to come out of his shell. And, and, and sometimes you have to take a step back, evaluate, 
and give Andy Waddle a little bit of leash to, 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 to go out there and work his magic. You know, find the players that they need and give them, you know, okay, Howie, we'll give you the okay, but let, you know, Andy, uh, Andy Waddle make some decisions. Give him enough time. Give him enough time to go out there and find the players that we need in the draft, man, because it's imperative that they have a great draft this year and to get them and jump start in the right direction. Because how many times are they going to have three first round draft picks none. in one draft? No, absolutely <laughs> not. And I would say what Dave says, probably Matt Ryan's a better quarterback. Um, and by the way, everyone's going like this with Seattle because now Seattle gets two ones and they get their draft choices back. Barrett, you want to hear something crazy? Well, you know, hold on about this Matt Ryan thing. Matt Ryan is a better passer. Better passer. Yes, he's a better passer. I don't know if necessarily a better quarterback. Hey, I, mean, I predicted that um, on my mock draft, I predicted that Seattle would trade with Denver two weeks ago and that they would go get a quarterback at number I'll be nine damned. where Denver's pick is. I remember you told me that too. <laughs> right, and I, and I went and I said, I think that they're going to go and I think they're getting ready to move off of um, the, the that they're getting ready to move off of him. But what about this? I thought Russell's going to be there forever. I thought that they changed everything for him to be there, especially after the coach said, well, you know, we want Russell here and he's staying here. And he said he, it a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> and now look where he's at now. He's gone. Yeah, a week ago, we have no intention of trading. That's why what you and I were saying, you don't believe anything in the land of misinformation right now because we're in that era right now of, of misinformation. But, hey, I'll throw this at you too, man. Guys, That's how do you know Seattle now is not going to parlay those first-round picks and go get Deshaun Watson? Well, that's, that's also – well, they have they have two – no, they only have one first-rounder right now. They only well, have one first-rounder. No, year. they got two because of the deal. Well, they got two for uh, one for next year. Yeah, well, they got they, yeah, but they they've got two D. They got two first rounders. They could put those first rounders up yeah. now that they got from Denver, and they could put those two first rounders up because how about this? Russell Wilson's asking price: two ones, two twos, and three players. Okay, um, I don't really think that that's over, especially when you throw that garbage quarterback Drew Locke in it. Right. I right. mean, Drew Locke's your quarterback in Seattle. I didn't. I I looked at that deal and I went like this, man. Well, Deshaun got over. Yeah, you know, and Deshaun at this point, he's gonna because of because of what Russell Wilson with uh, the, the the proven product that Russell is. That just makes Deshaun Watson go up as far as you know what he can ask for. I There's, think so too. I think it's at the very least three first rounders. And how many teams have three first rounders right now? There's only right. one team. So if you package two of those first rounders this year, a first rounder next year, maybe Jalen Hurts, um, it, it, you know that's that's probably we probably have the most as far as what you can offer a team. Now they're going to want to, you know, just like they let Fan go. Fan was a real good tight end. I can see them asking for somebody like Jordan Malata, uh, your boy Dickerson, you know, somebody like that, a high a high powered player. To get put in this deal too. So would you do this? Would you give them two ones, Houston? Two ones, Fletcher Cox. You pick up a percentage of the contract, and maybe you send them Dallas Goddard. Where do I sign? <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> you know, let's make this happen. You see, people don't want to hear names like Landon Dickerson or Dallas Goddard or but that's who you are, Devontae Smith. Yep. 
Bro, do you know that Chase Young's name was brought up with the commanders in Washington as a potential trade package to get Russell Wilson? Is that crazy or what? And and Russell just didn't want to go. Yeah, That's the only reason why the deal wasn't done. Who would want to play for Daniel Snyder, though, Barrett? Right. (laughs) Right? You don't want to go go. from a good organization like Seattle. Hey, by the way, let me ask you that, too, before you move on here. If if you're Washington – and he snubs you like that. What does that say to other potential free agents at other positions about Washington? How would you look at that now, the Washington Commanders, if you were a free agent? That's a place where you go to die, bro. You, you're not going to Washington. You know, it's, it's just not. It's just not a destination point. It's not a destination spot. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. When they made the deal, like, you know, you heard what he said. They said that um, he didn't want to go in the NFC, period, especially not the NFC East. So I'm taking that as, you know, he didn't want to go to the Commanders or the Eagles. You know, he didn't want to land at any one of those spots. That's yeah, why I there, why wouldn't Why wouldn't Seattle put at least a, 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 like this? Okay, we'll move you. We're not moving you. you. Surely Seattle was part of this, too, that said this to his people. Look, dude, we're okay. We're going to move you. I, you you want to be moved, but we can't move you to an NFC team. Okay, right. we just can't. I mean, right? I mean, you can't be moved into an NFC team. A I can't have team. You here. Why why would Seattle do this, Barrett? Yeah, well, let me help the Eagles win the NFC by giving them Russell Wilson. Why why would I help that cause when I know how close the Eagles are? I mean, if you had Russell Wilson in your team for the next five years, the Eagles. They would be perennial favorites to win the NFC, even more so than what they have up in Green Bay, because Green Bay, as you and I have been talking, are going to lose a boatload of people because of the cap. So I think there had to be something in there. I don't think it's a slight at the Eagles. I think it's more publicly that he said no to Washington. Why would you? Why wouldn't you just leave it at this? I didn't want to play in the NFC. Right. Exactly. <laughs> why did you add? I didn't. I, I I vetoed the Washington deal. You know well, why? Why would you throw that? Why did you go like this? Well, I vetoed the Eagles, Washington. I I vetoed Minnesota. He goes no, but I I vetoed Washington. Right, I singled them out. You know what I mean? Because they were trying. They probably threw the kitchen sink at him. They threw the kitchen sink at him. Um, and realistically, like I said yesterday, the Commanders are are. are a quarterback away from being a pretty damn good team, man. Agreed. You know, and, and if you look at it, the way the way it would shift if he went there, they'd be a balanced team. You look at the Eagles, if he came here, we still wouldn't have been a balanced team. Our defense still lacks too much yeah, um, to be competitive, you know, week in and week out. You know, if you play a bad quarterback, we know that, you know, Coach Gannon, you know, D, D coordinator Coach Gannon is going to go and, and, and try to, you know, try to blitz him. But you have a good quarterback, you know he's going to play off and get picked apart. So until they change that identity, until they change uh, their, their, their their concepts, their defensive concepts, there's no way that we can compete at that level. We have to find a way to become more aggressive, and I think the only way that he'll feel comfortable with that is getting a pass rusher and getting another safety, man. we got to have Absolutely. that at the very Absolutely, least. Because you need a tone setter at safety, and you yep. need an edge rusher that gets you 10, 15 sacks. Oh, I would love, I would love to have a linebacker. And of course, you know, I've been screaming, get a, you know, draft a linebacker who, you know, I, I, actually, I was just looking at YouTube, man, and I was looking at um, Ruben Foster, you know, Ferrari Foster. I'm looking at him, how good he was, and how he just wasted his career. 
Then I started looking at Ray Lewis, watched his career, Bobby Wagner. So I spent the last hour sitting back watching YouTube of linebackers that I love watching. I break down tape. I, there's a stat that I call impact tackles. Impact tackles are tackles that are either beyond the three yards behind the line, beyond the line of scrimmage or three yards and back of the line of scrimmage. Those are impact tackles. I don't see a lot of guys who are up there in the set in, in the tackle count getting those impact tackles. I mean, you look at our guys. I mean, I, I, I love singles and I, I mean, I love, you know, Edwards, but I don't see a lot of impact tackles. They're either five yards down the field, you know, when they're making a tackle. That's not where I want. I want I want those three yards or less tackles or, or, or behind the line of scrimmage. Give me those type of tackles. But we just don't have it. And when you watch a guy like Ray Lewis and I played against the guy. I've been down in my three-point stance looking at him, trying to figure out where the hell he's coming from and trying to get him and knowing if you don't get him, he's going to wreak havoc in your backfield. We don't have that dominating presence in the middle of the defense. You've got to have something like that in order for your defense to start clicking. Then you have the, then you trust it. And I know Gannon, look what he had. You know, he had, he had Hendricks um, there. He had Barr there. He had linebackers that go out there and dictate tempo. He doesn't have it here, so I don't think he's comfortable with those guys in the middle right now. Can I tell you what kind of technique I think those linebackers in Philly have? I think they're reachers and the chasers. The reachers and chasers. I mean, they're yes, gatherers. I feel you on that. You know, yep. They're yep. not hitters. Yes, there's yes. no true. There's you know what? Of all the guys that are on that team that I watched last year, there's no true hitters. No. I mean, there's nobody like you say. That is putting people back on their heels, slobbering on their toes. Yeah, I mean, when a guy leans forward and he gets four yards, just because you're gathering and you're reaching and grab him by the waist, they're chasing. <laughs> How many times you watch the linebackers chasing in games? Yep. I mean, like fourteen of those seventeen games, those linebackers are. And what I mean by chasing, folks, is when you got a guy, he's running. You're 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 tackling from the side. Your side tackling, those are gatherers, reachers, and chasers, man. I don't want them fuckers on my team. Right. I want guys that blow plays up and put dudes on their backs. Those are guys that set a tone. Those are intimidators. That's what made that Ravens defense so good. Man, you weren't getting plus plus yardage on them. No, They were putting no. you on your back. Now, I get the game has changed, Barrett. But, dude, when you play a soft zone coverage and you got no pass rush, you got no chance of winning against good football teams. Dan, I'm going to tell you the truth. I will take a 15-yard penalty if you just totally run through somebody. I don't even want you to slow down. I want you to run straight through them because that sets the tone from that point on. Hey, these guys come ready to play. I'll take that every once in a while because you're dictating tempo. You know, you just can't help yourself. I want one of those linebackers that just can't help themselves that they just can't help but run through people and just explode through people. And that's what I saw when I'm watching this film, man. I, I got so deep into it, man, I almost forgot what time the show came on, man, because I was I was just watching it, man. I was just watching it. I mean, I couldn't believe, man. I I wanted uh, I wanted Ruben Foster so bad, man. I mean, it, watching him play when he was at Alabama was unbelievable. Number 10 still sticks out of my mind on how he played the game, man. And you want those type of – I watched uh, uh, Patrick uh, that, that played for LSU. I mean, Queen, Queen. I'm like, look at this dude play, bro. I, I want that. Mosley. I just That I was dude on the Bucks can play. Yes. That kid White. Yes. That, that kid White, White can play. Unbelievable. Yeah. Either one of them. So yeah. I'm like, why can't we get a player like that? You know, that, that 
that will stop everything, will just totally F up everything, you know, on the field if you don't block them. I want to see those type of guys. You got it, man. Hey, I want to uh, – watch this. So this is why I th- – you know what? Aaron Rodgers is so good for the NFL because you know why? Why is that? He's a villain. I got to hear that. I got to hear He's what? a villain. Oh. He's a villain. <laughs> so watch this, guys. Let me tell you what this dickhead did yesterday. <laughs> so so Barrett, he gets a four-year, $200 million deal. And he goes on Twitter going, oh, hey, you know, I'm really glad to be back, but the numbers of my contract aren't right. And, you know, hey, we, you know, the, what's being reported is not. And you're like, man. You have a great opportunity right there to do this. Hey, right. I'm really glad to be back with the pack of faithful. I'm really glad to be back with my boys and such. I, I really, man, I mean, this is just really wonderful that I'm going to retire a Green Bay Packer. Ben Roethlisberger played the longest at quarterback, 18 years with one team. I get now a chance to go into my 20th year and be a guy to break that record and just to be a Green Bay Packer. It's such a great honor. Instead, you know what he does? Hey, man, those numbers aren't right. And I'm like, you're bitching <laughs> in a time when gasoline is seven sixty five in California. You see, you see, and you're telling up. me, well, no, it's maybe fifty. He's he's trying to tell you fifteen or ten million dollar difference. I mean, Barrett, this is why it's easy to hate this guy. Right, right, right. I mean, look at it. I mean, you, you saw what my, uh, my my captain, man. You know, T Fortuna. He just put up there. He went to go fill his 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 um his his um his boat up diesel, over six bucks a gallon, over six bucks. Now these 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 boats have like 300, 400 gallon tanks. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> so diesel is is six dollars seven dollars, bro. I don't see how you stay in Cali. There's no way that I would stay in Cali, man. At least here in in um in Jersey, it's right around four dollars. But they pump your gas for you. Can't pump your gas in Jersey. You're not allowed to. Well, let me just pay. Let me tell you what I got. Let me tell you what. I, oh, yeah, I know they got that rule that they have to have attendance. Yep. They still have that <laughs> thing in place. Yes, you have to. They have to pump oh. your gas. You can't pump your own gas. I grew bro. up with that. I'm like, why right. do I have to have attendant? <laughs> I go, why do I have to have attendant doing my uh, doing my cards on the parkway? Right. Oh, what the hell is that? I mean, right. I'm like, are you crazy? So on my way to Atlantic City, coming down from Connecticut, I'm going, we have to get on the, we have to get on the turnpike. And you're like, we pull over to get gas. Here's a guy. I'm like, a guy, we don't, no, 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 you can't pump your own gas. I'm like, no, excuse me. You can't pump your own gas, bro. You can't do it. It's like, and it's crazy, man, but you can't pump your own gas. It's like $4. So I'm good with it, but I could not stay in California. In fact, I was talking to Tony yesterday, my cat yesterday said, you know what? I wish they just blow up, uh, just blow up and have a major earthquake and just have California just seep off and be its own independent private country. <laughs> Dude, I mean, hey, man, it's like Cuba. <laughs> hey, hey, all I know is this, man. So as my daughter's out of Arizona, bro. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm freaking, dude, seven bucks in, in Los Angeles right now for gas. Bro, I would ride a bike. I oh, no, no, get drive. this. Get this. So we have two cars, right? I got a Hummer and a Honda Pilot. And I, I have cobwebs <laughs> on my tire to my Hummer right now because I refuse to move it because, hey, I'm the cheapest dude you'll ever meet in your life, man. Not as I, cheap I, as me. I'm hey, the man, cheapest. no, listen. I mean it, man. I'm, I'm I'm on the horn checking my balance. I'm doing this all the time. 
Hey, I mean, my my wife comes down. She goes, "There's cobwebs on your on, on your Hummer." I go, "You think I'm moving that thing? That thing gets 11 miles a gallon." No, thank you, man. That thing's it's 10 bucks to go. No, not happy. I'm yeah. not doing it, man. So well, why do you think I build so much shit, man? That's why I build <laughs> so much because I'm not paying anybody else to do it. I asked the guy how much he would charge me to 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 you know put my t top on my uh, on my boat. How much would he charge me? And he was like, uh, I'm saying around 1800, 1800 bucks, bro. I went in my garage and I just taught myself how to use a, a, um, a, um, a spooling gun to, 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 to weld aluminum. I just taught myself yesterday, the day before. How do you make, how do you weld aluminum? Here's right. And I taught myself how to do it, man. I, I showed you the pieces, man. I showed you what I was doing. I was in my garage, literally welding places. So I went to the steel place, the steel place up the road, went and got some aluminum uh, uh, pipes. I bought a pipe bender um, the other day also. And I'm going to do this thing myself. So it, it might cost me, it might cost me at the most a hundred bucks in material and another 200 bucks in, in, in uh, my pipe bender and stuff like that. And I'm going to do this myself. Because I refuse to pay $1,800 to put this T-top on. I am doing, I put like this, sorry, mom, but I am redoing my shitter in my big boat that's up there because they wanted to charge me five grand to come in and change it, change the head on it. I am going to do it myself. I'm doing it myself so I don't have to pay it, man. They want five grand to do it? Like, oh, no, I'll do it myself. So I'm going to go in, take everything out, reinstall everything and, and and go on my merry way and you know sail it to the sunset you know what i mean yeah. because i refuse to pay that much money i refuse hey man mom's on i'm sorry mom sorry hey mom. wait hey, hey mom i do have to say something to you man i'm i'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to like you know call you out on something here so <laughs> barrett says that you know you're 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 working very hard to get into heaven so she knows it she knows it she knows it she knows it <laughs> I told you when I went back home, you know, I, I was it was great, man, because she cooked for me and everything. But I still ended up coming in there. I made gumbo. Does she call you sweetie day. now? Huh? Does she of call course. you sweetie she's now? Nice. Yeah, she's, she's real nice. Was she calling you sweetie when you were younger? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I, and then you got I got a whole know, different I, name now, right? You got a bro. <laughs> whenever I heard my full name, Barrett Charles Brooks Jr. Oh, I knew it was hell to be paid, man. Well, see, <laughs> hey, look, the Joy B knows. It said to have somebody weld, they were charging 400 bucks an hour to weld. 400 no bucks an hour. So this is why you taught yourself. <laughs> yes. Yes. I taught myself how to do it because I'm not paying 400 bucks an hour for welding. It's just My not My wife goes like this, man. He goes, you know, we need some uh, landscape. And I go, I'm not paying anybody to dig in the dirt. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, I'm not having that. I'm not. I just is not going to happen, man. Landscapers to me, they're useless, man. <laughs> I, I just, I'm not going to pay somebody to cut my trees and to like dig in the dirt. It's just, Bro. to me, that's wasted money, dude. Right, right. Like my sprinkler system this 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 last summer, I had to redo my sprinkler system, and I went in. All I did was dig up the sprinkler system, sprinkler head, looked at it, and if it was broke, I took it off. And I put it in the bag. Then I took that bag and I went to Home Depot. And I looked, I picked up the spring head that was new, compared it to the one that was broke. Oh, this matches. Put that in the cart. And I went and got all the sprinkler heads that I had 
when reattached them. And they were like, they were only like, what, 15 bucks a piece. I got a quote for my uh, landscaper. Oh, it's going to cost you like 1100 bucks. Bro, I had 10 broken sprinkler heads of $15 a piece. It was only like 200 bucks. I'm like, are you kidding? You were going to pay, I was going to have to pay 1100 bucks for just taking, it was like putting Legos together. Put it on there, put the dirt over it, and that was it. That was it. I was like, come on, man. You may have to turn around. You got to point that, you know, you got to manipulate it to the point where the, you know, water goes. But it was that easy. He was going to charge me $1,100. I was so mad, man. I was hot. I was hot, Well, if you need any kind of weed whacking, don't forget (laughs) the weed weed whacker. Don't forget the weed whacker. All right. After the timeout, are the Eagles now the best team in the NFC East? We'll hit on that. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio, the middle back in three. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Back on the middle, Eric Brooks, Dan Cilio. Aaron hey, Rodgers won. Hey, bro. Yo. I got it this morning, man. I got, you know, uh, my back. I got 
muscle tight tightening in my back, man. I'm I'm, I'm hurting right now, bro. Hurting. I don't know what's going on, man. I feel old today, man. My back is killing me. My lower back, man. Wait, you slept? I think so. I think that's what it was, man. Like, I got this little dog, man. And a little dog, you know, wants to sleep right underneath me. And I'm scared I might squish it or something, you know. So every time I move move her, she comes right back under me. I guess it was cold in the room. She needed a little heat or something. But she had me all, you know, discombobulated enough stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. See my my wife. Here, here's what I do, man. This is you're 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 probably gonna think this is funny. So we got two rescue cats and we got a rescue dog. We got a little shit dog. We had we had a we had a little shit dog too. Okay. Really? Yeah. And you know this dog would like sleep, like in a question, and he makes me sleep in a question mark. Right. Yeah. And I'm like this, and you know what? And I'm like, I'm going to the other room, man. Right. I, I, I can't. I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna leave that with Kim. I'm just going in the other room, man. I mean, so I'm like this. Cats up here. Another cat's over here, and we're sitting here like this, you know. And I'm going like, man, look at this shit. I can't do this, man. And because the dog, what he did was he 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 would lay like this, and he would he can't lay like normal like everyone else right, right. straight up. He lays like <laughs> sideways. And man. Anytime she went away, man, it was a nightmare because I had to sleep with these guys. And I'm going like this. Jesus Christ. I got no sleep. Oh. My one cat sits there in the morning, looks at me, judges me big time, goes right. like this. He said, no judges you? Water. <laughs> he said, he judges you, huh? <laughs> There's no water, no food. What are you doing? I mean, I'm, I'm going, all right, man, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, we're big rescue people, man. We that's what's I got, up, man. We had that's this little up. dog too. His name was Joey, man. I named him after a Paisan hitman. <laughs> this <is> what? <laughs> I named him after a Paisan hitman that I knew. That's a different story. I'll tell you about it one day. <laughs> hey, he's a relative. He used to do this all the time. He used to tap his watch. I used to go, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Eh." I go, "What do you do for a living?" The guy goes, "I sell insurance." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes. Yeah, you got about five minutes to get in that holst. I like to tell people that. How you doing like this? And I'm going like, bro, my grandfather would be like, get away from that guy. <laughs> get away bro, from I that guy. I told you, man, get, I didn't get, think. Get away from think, that guy. I didn't right. think the mafia was real, bro. I did not think the mafia was real until I got to Philadelphia. I thought, I thought, you know, I thought it was just something, you know, fictional, man. Like, there's no way there's mafia, you know, people around. I'm from St. Louis. We don't have any mafia out there, man. I'm like, well, not that I know of. You'd be shocked. Right, right. So when I got to Philly... I'm like, you know, mafia is real, man. Like, they literally park in the middle of the street on Broad Street. They park in the middle of the street where, you know, you might turn and stuff. They park right in the middle of the street. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's accepted. I'm like, how does this, how does this work? Because it's South Philly and it's mafia country. And when the old, uh, the old governor or the old mayor, he allowed that, you know, Rizzo allowed people to park there. And if you were part of the mafia, so it just stayed and it just, and it's still allowed to happen. I know what, what you're talking about. I have no idea. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you one small story. That's it. And I don't believe this, this will get me in trouble. Okay. So I'm a young kid, man. I'm like really, really doing well in high school. And so I go down to uh, my friends in um, Howard beach so my friends take me over to this place called the Bergen Fish and Hunt Club. 
So I go over there. These guys, he goes, hey, man, when you walk in this place, don't say anything. You know, see if they like you. You know, you're an athlete. I already told you. So he goes, you're going to meet one of my boys. So I meet this kid, man. He goes, hey, here's my dad over here. Hey, how you doing? We got a fireworks display. Okay. Over in Bergen. Come down here. This guy used to set off fireworks every single 4th of July. It was a fun time. I'm serving coffee. <laughs> okay. I'm like the kid out of the Bronx Tale. Right, 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 okay? right, right, right. I'm right, like right. Cologeno. Yeah, going and through the so ranks. Like, my, my friend goes, I go, well, who's your boy? He goes, it's Gotti Jr. So I'm like, oh, and so that's his dad right there. He goes, yeah, dude. Dude, you, you make a joke in the room. Hey, what's that mean? Are you supposed to be funny or something like this? What's right, right. I'm, making, I'm like, no, I, hey, I'm, I'm not saying nothing, man. Bro, I'm telling you right now, I go fishing. Like, Tony just told me, he said, hey, Those people you. were real. Not as yeah. much anymore because the government cracked down okay, on Okay, okay. Like, Dan, I'm telling you right now, like, my boy Tony just told me, he said, Bear, you know, take a ride to Fort Lee, New Jersey. Well, I go fishing up in Fort Lee, New Jersey with him. We ride up there, and we go out on a boat. Well, it just so happens the guy in the boat we go on, uh, he's a major contractor out there. So I know, I know there's some stuff going on, man. And and I love it. I love it kicking with him and I love fishing with him. But you gotta watch what goes on, man. You know, you gotta literally watch what goes on. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, we got you. We got you. <laughs> we hey got man, you. <laughs> these guys are real dudes. I mean, they took me to Limelight. There was this old bar back in the day called Limelight. They had these bars that were like um, former churches. Uh -huh. And what they did was these guys, these mafia guys with the Toronto mafia guys, they own these things. You walk in these places, hey, back here. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, man. Here's the reality about those guys, though. It, it, they don't have a long career. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's everything you thought it was, and the ending is also that way, too. These guys... These guys, I mean, you know. You well, just put it like this, you know. Even snow shoveling has a lot to do with with guys that are connected. Snow in shoveling, Philly? clearing lots, I'm everywhere. Yeah, hey, I'm dude, picking your garbage up. <laughs> right. Well, you think that's the Boy Scouts? <laughs> Love you it, think man. the Boy Love Scouts it. pick your trash up, dog? Come on, man. I mean, in South Philly. No oh, way, real. man. It's real. It's real, it's bro. It's totally real. real. How about this? Is this a real statement? The Eagles are the best team in the NFC East right now. You know what? You 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 really can't you really can't give an I really can't give an argument, but I'll say this. I have there's one A and one B. I think Dallas is one A and Eagles are one B. I think they're right right on the right on the top because both teams have their quarterback. You know, I mean, say what you want to say. Jalen Hurts is the guy. And when you have your quarterback, Regardless, you think he's good or bad, you have a little solidarity in the team. You know, there's nobody, you know, there's nobody, you know, you know, pushing or pulling on who's the guy. So when you have that, you got some solidarity. So when you go forward, all they're going to do is just re, re, re up the on, the on the defensive side of the ball and and they'll be able to compete. Dallas is the opposite direction. They were already up there, but now they got to push some guys away, which, you know, you know, it's like they're kryptonite. Now they're going to come back down to reality at a real level with everybody else in the NFC. So I don't I don't see Washington. Washington, they don't have a quarterback. The Giants don't have a quarterback. They don't have a defense either. So they don't have an offensive line. So they're like, they're four. The commanders are, 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 are three. And like I said, it's 1A and 1B with the Eagles and, and, and the Cowboys. 
What if Wentz goes to Washington? Oh, ooh. That that kind of that kind of shakes things up a little bit because because the quarterback a quarterback in any of those top three well because Dallas has got their guy, but what could change the apple card in the NFC East if Wentz goes to Washington, then it's a three team parlay where we're talking about who could come out of this thing at the end of the season, right? And he's good enough. He's good. That's what I mean. He's good he, enough. He's good enough yes. to help them. Yep. That's I mean that's serious, man. Because I I saw somebody say that uh, on my timeline, um, you know, actually yesterday. You think there's a big market for him? Of yes, yeah, he's I do a starting too. quarterback. I mean, he, yeah. You say what you want to say, you know, because I've had my, you know, I've had my run in with him. The city has had their run in with him, and there's no way that you know he could he could um, win anybody over here in Philly anymore. But somewhere else, you know, if they. This team no longer needs a guy like him, even though he was the best thing they had going for a long time. He just, you know, wore out his welcome there. He had some success in Indy. He was good enough in Indy, but I think he just rubbed those guys the wrong way also. So maybe he learns from his mistake, you know, two strikes. He knows his third strike, he, he can be out. So he's got he's to, you know, figure things out. He's got to look and say, all right, it wasn't just – it wasn't just, you know, the Eagles organization because now I went to Indianapolis and I kind of did the same thing in Indianapolis. So maybe it is me. Maybe I have to change my game. Maybe I have to change who I am and how I conduct myself on these teams in order for me to have some success. Maybe I don't know it all. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what he needs to go you somewhere. Know, let, me, let, me, let me give you a great example of that and tell me if you, you subscribe to it. You know, there was – before Tigers – accident he had did there was a different aura about the guy you know there was an aloofness about the guy it yep. was like here's me here's how i painted that portrait and when he got humbled and he got taken down and he got taken down by the media i'll tell you something man i root for this tiger now i right. like this tiger <laughs> i yep. like the fact that he's been humbled in a way and you know what here's the guy that went you know, I can't be a jackass like I was in the past. I've got to be more who I am and what I am. And to me, it's going to be better for my own mental health Yep. for me yep. to be that way. You see, Carson, to me, and you're right, Barrett, and I think everybody else who's been trying to tell me about Carson, there's an aloofness about the guy. And there's like, you know, hey, look, I'm a starting quarterback. And, you know, here's a guy that's had everything handed to him, and he plays in a division – where he was the king of that division for four years, and he had everything put on his on, 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 in his lap. And I like some of the things I see from him at times. But, man, he's one of these guys, he gets caught in the grinder when things are going bad, and he can't put the breakdown on it. Yep. It just keeps going, and he doesn't know how to stop it. You know what the really great ones do? They'll pause, man. They'll stop. They'll reevaluate themselves. I got to do this better. I got to do that better. He sticks with the same game plan. And that game plan, okay, I'm talking about, watch this. Tom Brady is one of the greatest teammates of all time. Carson Wentz could be one of the worst teammates yep. of all time. And there lies the difference in what stops your from success because I've got to motivate 53 guys, 
not just myself, 53 guys in my locker room have to believe the one thing you said the other day. When I walk into a locker room and Tom Brady's there, I know I'm winning a game. When Russell Wilson's in the locker room, I know I'm going to have an opportunity to win a ball game. When I see Carson Wentz, hey, man, there's a shot we may win this game. <laughs> right. <laughs> we might okay. have the opportunity. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 and that's the difference between, you know, a, a, a team believing in their leaders. And, you know, because I got the Eagles organization, I had one guy that we believed in like that, and it wasn't Randall. I mean, say, you know, here is Randall, you know, the ultimate weapon. And he's my rookie year. He just did not win the team over like, you know, he he, he should have. Um, it wasn't until we got Rodney Pete that things kind of got solidified and we got going in the right direction because everybody believed in Rod, Hot Rod, and Hot Rod can make some things happen. Um, when I went to Detroit, you know, it was wishy-washy. You know, I had, you know, two or three quarterbacks, you know, there. And that's why we weren't very good. Um, went to When I went to Green Bay, of course, we the greatness of Andre. Where you mean? <laughs> see, see, you know Charlie Batch, you know stuff like that, you know. But we get to, you know, I get the first time I get it with a real quarterback that the team is 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 around this guy and and you know all for him is when I got to Green Bay. You know, playing with Brett Favre was amazing. You know what I mean? Because just like I told you before, you know they didn't draft. I mean, they would draft off as a lineman. They didn't bring guys off other teams to be in that offensive line. Well, they brought me in, you know what I'm saying? So they, they believed in me. And when they brought me in, the offensive line didn't, they didn't really care for me at first. You know, I was cool, but I didn't have to go. I didn't go play in the reindeer games. Well, they wouldn't invite me to, to dinner and stuff like that. So it wasn't until it was like the third game or something like we're playing against, um, we're playing against the, the Panthers and it's hot, man. It's like, this is in September. It's the third game. And, Rivera goes out. So I come in for Ron, not Ron Rivera, but um, um, Rivera, you know, the offensive lineman. And I'm in the practice, I'm in the game. So I get to the line, we call the first play and they call the, you know, they call the, the protection, but they weren't relaying it to me. I'm like, what's the protection? They wouldn't even talk to me. I'm like, what, you know, what, what is going on? So we get back in the huddle. Brett Favre sees that. So he turns to me, he said, hey, um, A.B. Brooks. You know, he clutches a box of cornflakes. He said, A.B. Brooks. I said, what's up, man? They said, I wish it was snowing outside. I'm like, what is he talking about? It's it's like 98 degrees. I hate to I wish it was snowing outside. I said, what are you talking about? It says, so I, I wish it was snowing outside. I said, why? So we can track them dogs that shit in Frank Rivera's mouth. Don't you smell it? Woo! Two jet on three. Ready, break. So we're laughing going up to the line of scrimmage, right? I'm laughing because he cracked a joke. We get there. I get to the line. Uh, rip, 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 rip. I said, what is it? Rip. They tell now they're talking to me now because of Brett Favre. He, you know, let him know, all right, I agree with this dude. I'm in with this dude. So now we're cool. Now they're talking to me. And like, you know, a week later, you know, now I'm going out to dinner with the guys. It wasn't until he gave the affirmation that I was his guy that they made me his mate, their guy. Not like it was like, not like it was, you know, they weren't, you know, just, you know, saying, all right, you, you're not that guy or, you know, we don't care about you. But they weren't really tight with me until he gave them the, the, the okay that I was good to go. And from that point on, all of them became my boys, Frank Winters, all those guys, you know, I was cool with after that, you, you know, know but before fair, that. Those 53 chairs that are in them locker rooms, they don't give them up. Exactly. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. They protect them chairs and them locker rooms. And if they think you're some outsider, you got no shot at, 
until you, you way get, in. like you say, affirmation from somebody like Favre like that. Yep, yep. When you're welcome into the building like that, that's the quarterback's responsibility. Xander just posted this. How about the newest story that Wentz was upset with the team's success? During what? the Super Bowl run, that's a story. Oh, that yeah, came yeah, out yeah, today. yeah, yeah. Oh, it came out today. Yeah. Sometime before the championship game, Wentz voiced his displeasure with the Eagles' success to a group of other injured players. Sources with direct knowledge of the incident said one of the players immediately confronted him and two eventually had to be separated. Yeah, I can see that happening. And there lies, you know, that's what I've been saying. Everybody's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's that uncommon. No, it's, I mean, it's common. You know like what? You know what's funny about that? Watch this. I might take the side of Wentz on this. Here, I'm going to show you why. So I'm supposed to be happy that a guy takes my job and has success. Right, <laughs> right, right. Then right. my job. I just got through telling you those chairs. I know, watch this. Everybody thinks, hey, team, they <laughs> Hey, man, when you got $15 million on the line and my job's on the line, man, you think I'm happy for that guy to get success on me? Come on. Use your own personal and how you would heal, feel something. You show up to work the next day. All of a sudden, this guy's got more success than you, and he's doing the same job as you. You're happy for him? Exactly. You go to work. You go to work on Sunday – and as you're driving into the stadium, you just want a Super Bowl. You're driving into the stadium, and you're the starting quarterback. They just spent the number two pick in the draft on you two years earlier, and you're driving into the stadium, and you look, and there's a poster. I mean, there's a uh, statue of the head coach and your backup as he goes into work. I mean, he that's, that's too much for him to handle. Me, I wouldn't care. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm casting them checks on Monday – I wouldn't care at all. I'm still going to give max effort like I don't care. But he took that personally, that they won a Super Bowl without – like I doubt if he even wears the ring because he's so – Oh, I know, would. He, he felt – he. I, I didn't. I, I'd, wear that, I'd wear that ring. Exactly. I've played 14 of these things, man. Right. <laughs> no I, question. I, I, I'm good with it. You know what, though, Bear, to where you're going, though? Listen, I'd say this. That's the kind of stuff you keep to yourself, though. That's exactly. his mistake. Exactly. You can't say that. And I and I, I think one of the players he might have said it to was Peters. Because Peters would probably be the only one with enough stones to go up like, hey man, you shut up. Because he was he was hurt during the Super Bowl run the last couple of games also. Uh Big V came in for him. And if he said that or voiced that or, or Jason Peters heard that, oh, he'd have ripped him a new one. Because at that point, it's a team. It's not an eye situation. It's a team. And when you don't feel as though you're part of the team, I, perfect example. Uh, when we won the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl, Super Bowl I was in, Super Bowl 40, Big Ben, it was his second year, and I don't think I don't I don't know for sure, but I'm just saying this is the, the Seattle Bowl, Super Bowl, Seattle Super Bowl, and I, I'm just saying from my point of view, what I saw, it may not be true, it may not, you know, it, I I don't maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but what what I observed that after the Super Bowl, everybody's kicking it, you know what I'm saying, smoking cigars. I'm smoking cigars with Mr. Rooney and everything. We're in a locker room just having it, man. And I look over, and I see Big Ben, you know, just chilling in his locker. He's not happy at all because he didn't feel as though he had a good game. He didn't. He, well, that's what I'm saying, you know. Um, if you look at it, you know, he, Randall L threw the touchdown pass. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, he scored off my side, on, on, off my side, on, off my block in the game. He scored right over me. 
So I'm like, you know, I'm 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 happy. I'm good. You know, I'm happy to the pig and I ain't gonna say you know what <laughs> pig and doo-doo. There we go. Mom's still alive. Yeah. I'm happy, bro. But you you can kind of tell that he didn't really feel as though he was contributed enough for that Super Bowl. So that's why he didn't see a, a joyous Ben Roethlisberger in that game. It wasn't until he came back and they won another Super Bowl against the Cardinals that he really felt a part of it because he threw that last pass to uh, Holmes <clears throat> on that play, and he felt that he was an integral part in winning that Super Bowl. So I see that, you know, I, I've seen it before. That, that, like I said, that's just from what I observed. Yeah. It might have been different. I may don't know what the hell I'm talking about. They might say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. But, hey, that's what I observed. I think that's human nature, though, Barrett. Da, da, da. Da, it, da, it, da. It's, it's human nature um, to be like that. You know, I, I brought this up yesterday, too, in the afternoon show. And I want to throw this at you here when I look at Wentz. And maybe my perspective on looking at Wentz is different than what other people have because they've been telling me, hey, look, this guy's no good. When he came out of North Dakota State, I didn't really think he was all that. And so to me, I came out like this. Wow. He's better than I thought. Yep. And so for me, the things that he has done, I look at him as overachieving what my expectations were of him. But when Philly got him, they put the number two pick. They looked at him like, wow, he's going to be – he must be good. He's the two pick. And all of a sudden, when he started not living up to those expectations, I think they were just – I think people were coming at it from a different perspective than where I was because if he's the number two pick, like you said, that dude's expected to come in here and be an all-pro. He's not expected just to be a starter. You're expected to carry the franchise and be the face of the franchise. I was like this. That's a wasted pick. And so when I saw him elevating his game, like the year he got hurt in Los Angeles, he was on his way to winning the most valuable player that year. He was spectacular. I was like this, Barrett. Wow, I can't. This guy's like Brett Favre, man. And and, and then I I elevated and I went, man, this guy's a really good-looking football player. Now, obviously, the year this last year especially – in Philadelphia, he started coming down. He started seeing the lack of coaching. Last year, I saw the numbers. I, this is why I look at his numbers last year. 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 3,600 yards, 94 quarterback rating. In my book, and going 9-8 and eight, in the AFC, that's a great year. Yes. I'm shocked he's done it. But when people look at him, especially from the Philly perspective, they look at him and they go, shit the bet against the Titans. Yep. Last two games against the Raiders and the Jaguars, he completely melted down. And they're looking at it from that, from him being the two pick. I'm looking at it from the fact that I never thought he was going to be the player that he even is right now in the NFL. Is that is that why I have a different perspective on how I see him versus how you who have covered him and how everyone else has seen him? Absolutely. Because numbers, you know, you know, Jay-Z says numbers – Numbers uh, don't lie. Well, those numbers that he had are are, are kind of skewed on his performance on the field. Because sometimes you have the greatest numbers in the world, and at the end of games where it really counts, you know, you go into your shell. That's that's when that's when we say, you know, that the Philly fans are RC. Oh, I told you so. I I, I told you he was going to do that. You know, he's just not a finisher. He's just not a guy that you can really put all your trust in. Because he can ball for for five games in a row. And just have three games is like, where the hell did this guy come from? What is he doing? 
I mean, he could look like an all-star and, and all of a sudden, in the same breath, turn around and just totally destroy a team, making bad decisions after bad. And when he comes, when he makes bad decisions, they don't just come in ones. They come they come in, 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 in groves, you know what I'm saying? Like, he'll go in and throw an interception, a bad interception, he'll just start snowballing. All right, now he fumbles it. Now, you know, he makes the wrong read and he does. It just, you know, he can't pull himself out of a rut. I've seen guys that go into ruts and can pull themselves out. I don't think he's the type of quarterback that can pull himself out of a rut. I'm going to tell you the truth. He just wasn't my cup of tea because I feel as though when you're a leader, you're, 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 you're the, you're the captain of a football team. You're, you're the quarterback. You're more than just a player. He's not a you good teammate. More than that. Well, there, there it is. See, you there like good is. teammates. I yes. do too. There it is. There it is. There it is. I like, I, I, I like this. I like to look over at the guy sitting next to me. Tell him anything. Yep. Yep. Okay. And get this. And I'll listen to anything he says. We we eat together. We travel together. We we practice together. We bleed together. We sweat together. We're in, we're studying together. You're around. You're around more than your wife. You're around more than your wife. I don't want a jackass next to me. Right. Okay. Right. Especially a guy who determines your. You know what, too, Barrett. I'll say this to you about your quarterback and why it's more important for you. Your 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 incentives, your bonuses, moving the chains. That guy is responsible for a lot of things that are in your deal. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you know what? If that guy's a tool to you or he's an ass to you, I, I'm not saying you wouldn't do your job, but you're like, man, you know, I just wish this guy was a better teammate because I'm out here breaking my back out here. And the old lineman, I think that's why they gravitate to these quarterbacks the way they do when they like a guy. That's why they gravitated to Foles because they saw faults in Foles versus they saw the the arrogance in Wentz. And when you're blocking for a guy like that, I want to hit Wentz. Foles, I want to play against. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I saw Carson Wentz, I want to cheap shot him. Because you know why? I don't think he has the medal. Right, 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 right. I right. used to tell Jimmy Johnson this all the time. We're playing against FSU or somebody, Barrett. He come off going, "Why, why did you hit the quarterback so late? Why did you hit, why did you hit the quarterback late like that?" I go, "I guarantee you, in the fourth quarter, that dude is going to lay down and he's going to drop the ball because he's got no courage." Yep. And yep. Jimmy goes, "You better make sure that happens." And sure enough, <laughs> man, that guy put a pick in the air, and you know this, Barrett. Interceptions. Big Seals was like this back in the day. Where Looking for <laughs> where, where is that guy? <laughs> there he is. How you doing? <laughs> and then do hey, bang, <laughs> bro. There's interceptions, man. You you taught us an offensive line when the interceptions come, you go and grab the closest jersey to you. You grab the cloak because you don't want to get cracked back block, man. I, mean, hey, I shouldn't. I shouldn't tell this story. Let me man, tell but... you why. Hey, before we go to break here, you know why I hate old linemen sometimes. Let me tell you what these <laughs> dudes used to do. It used to piss me off beyond. Man, the worst thing you do is these guys. See, certain teams will do this. As the play's coming down to to the end, these old linemen guys, they'll see you, man. If that guy ain't called that whistle, and you're standing around the pile. And you got your head on a swivel like this, them old linemen clean your ass up. Whistle didn't blow yet. <laughs> Whistle didn't blow. Hey, I'm hey, finishing man. the play. You I'm finishing the don't play. Don't stand around the pile 
Yep. <laughs> if the whistle ain't blown, because these guys will blow you. Bill Fralick. Bill Fralick, we're playing against Pitt. And, Char- and uh, Joe Moore used to teach this technique. Stepnoski and all them dudes. Yep, yep. My friend Kevin Fagan comes up. He's running high like this. And Fralick just teacups this guy over the pile. Flips like he's a <laughs> helicopter. Bang. I looked over at Bill. I said, hey, that's the worst thing I've seen in my life. I, Kevin, I go, how you doing? He goes, I think I shit my pants. <laughs> Ah, we'll take a timeout. Should Howie now push all the chips in on Deshaun? Yes or no? We'll do it next. Barrett Brooks, Dan Silly will stay here on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Look at these lawyers over here thinking a grand jury's a bad sign for Watson. That, that's to determine whether or not it goes to trial. That's what a grand jury is. So Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio, the middle, I'll talk about that here in a minute. And by the way, for them to have that deposition on Friday, it's a good thing for Deshaun Watson because he gets to address it. 
And to me, if there's no issues there and you guys are saying it's a bad thing, well, if he's got evidence, including Rusty Hardy coming out as early as this morning and saying that, hey, we've got evidence to show that these uh, claims are false, let let it lie, man. I mean... Evidently, he's been good with it in the in the first place. He's been fighting it, saying, "All right, put it all out there." He's he's saying, "Pull it all out there." He said it from the beginning. Put it everything out there. And I'm gonna put everything I have out there. So evidently, you know, he has something. He's very confident in um you know his ability to go out there and, and fight this case. It's not like he's been you know been quiet about him you know being guilty. He's been very very open to being to opening everything up. You know, what, can I ask a question, Barrett? What's up? What? What's the crime here? Because he let he let he let he wanted massage therapists to stick their fingers in his butt. That's what that's what it is. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's wait a minute. Stimulation. That's what it's all about. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what the code in the law that falls under. Now, does it fall under? Does it? Hey, wait a minute. Does it fall under creepy and weird? Well, yes, but I'm just saying. But is that illegal? Well, I looked it up, and they're saying that they didn't want to do it, and he made them do it. I, said, I didn't know what dig- <laughs> oh, okay, so- I didn't know what digital stimulation was. I had to look it up, and once I looked it, I'm like, I- he didn't do it to them. He made them do it to him. Okay, again, what's the crime? Making, making them do it. So why did they call the police then? immediately and press charges against him for sexual assault. Bro, why I'm why not, did I, they do a civil case to go after his wallet? I, I, you know if what, you're, I, if you watch this, if you're feeling like you've been raped or you have been sexually assaulted, don't you call nine one one and go, I have been sexually assaulted by the quarterback of the Houston Texans. Yes. Usually what happens is the police will go over, talk to the guy. They feel there's credible evidence there. They'll bring him downtown and question him. That's never happened. 22 different times. Bro, like I said, I don't look, I, don't I know. know look, I'm not, not going to play lawyer here I, I, or right. a cop. I don't know. I'm just saying what's the – what's the – no, right, right here. Bob said disgusting, yes. <laughs> Weird, yes. I, I I mean, is this in the land of weirdness, weirdness, and all this other stuff? Yes, but what's the crime? Well, the, the, evidently that is a crime to to do. What have so. a finger stuck up your uh, Gucci? No. Okay, <laughs> I'm not. And, and you know, like I say, I, it, I don't know. Hey, I'm feeling I, weird already over this. <laughs> right, right, right. Like I had to look it up and see what the, what it was, and now that I understand what it what it was. I'm thinking to myself, like, bro, is he going to play or is he not going to play? Why is it taking this long? Why don't we have, you know, criminal cases on it right now? I I, I just don't understand it. Because I'm I'm not in anybody's corner when it comes to Why this. Why hasn't the suspended him? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what what's going on? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I guess he's paid off a couple of them or... or, or yes. Or, you know, so he's paid off a couple of them. A couple, mean, I guess couple confidentiality is. agreements with some of the people that have been um, with this guy, uh, Busby or something like that, his name is. And he, supposedly they've had 
some cases settled. And some were saying that there's two ladies that have filed criminal assault charges against him. And this is the cases that he wants to um, put his uh, statement out on Friday. You know, I, 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 Barrett, I, I've just never have seen a player handled the way that Deshaun has been handled. I mean, usually when you have these kind of – and by the way, like many say, I'm not going to dismiss it. When you have over 20 cases – Okay. Somebody did something. There's something there. I agree. There's got to be something there. But doesn't the NFL put you on a suspension list? Yes. Don't they not pay you? I mean, like we said, Calvin Ridley's going to do more time for betting 1500 bucks than what Deshaun Watson. Hey, get this. Ridley's not getting paid. Watson got paid last year. Yes, he did. And, and also, in, in, in about three weeks – Deshaun Watson is owed seventeen million dollars. Yeah, seventeen million. If he so he's got this team has got to make some decisions real fast on whether he's going to be on this roster or not. Because if they if he's still on that roster, they're going to shell out that seventeen million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Seventeen million. And 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 at this point, since the NFL has done nothing as far as you know, you know, giving him a, a punishment, he's going to get that seventeen million dollars. Does that so, lower the price? It it has to, but it's not the it's, it's it has to lower the price, but I don't think it will because he's such a dynamic quarterback. And with Russell Wilson leaving, and 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 a Rod staying, his price just went up. It might have went down a little bit before, but it just went back up again because he's the lone soldier right now that's looking to be dealt. Like guys like Carr, cars you know cars his number goes up also because those guys you know. Their situations are locked in now. Now he becomes more attractive to guys. Uh, you know, Jamison Winston, his, his 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 number. Trubisky, all those guys' numbers go up right now because everybody's going to be looking for it. And we talked about it. There's like 15, 16 teams looking for quarterbacks. Hey, by the way, Barrett, I, I, I think it's 40 million 40. on March 18th. It's 40 million? 40 million. Bro. Because <laughs> that new accelerator kicks in. Wow. He got That's 40 million. It's $40 million on March 18th. I thought it was only 17. No, no. The new contract <laughs> kicks in that he signed two years ago. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes' new deal kicks in on March 18th, started a new year. Oh, no. he's Yeah, he's going to make $40 million, but he gets $17 million. Oh, okay. It's bonus. That's a bonus. Okay. It's bonus. They got to pay a $17 million bonus. So that guy's going to get a $57 million payout this year from the Texans and not play? That ain't happening. Ah, da, da. That's no. why I say. Because, like, he, Dak, Dak got a bonus happen. last year, plus his salary, made $75 million. <laughs> bro, yeah. I, can't even fa- I can't even fathom numbers hey, like that, bro. Dak made $75 million last year. Mm-hmm. Got 75 to be more careful. Million. Got to be more careful, man. That's why, that's, see, that's why, that's why Jerry was so pissed off. <laughs> right. Right. Jerry was pissed. Hey, man, when you get knocked out like that and you dropped almost $100 million on a guy. Yep. And you get bounced in the first round like that. Holy cow. I'll say this is going to sound terrible, Barrett. This is going to sound terrible. But, man, if I'm the Eagles or some of these other teams, hey, man, you know, a guy has to pay out something. He gets in trouble a little bit. I go like this. Watch this, man. Hey, Nick Casario, Houston Texans. It's terrible what happened to it's terrible what happened to um, Deshaun. It's terrible. However, 
I'll take them off your hands for a first rounder and, you know, <laughs> maybe a couple threes and a two, you know. Oh, I can't give you three. The guy's got a criminal case against him and he's just been, you know, said that he's going to have to do restitution on all this stuff. And it's really going to be bad publicity for me here in Philly. And I'm going to have to eat all that. <laughs> and I can't be, you know, worried about. So, yeah, I know there's a dent in the fender now, but hey, man, whatever, dude. Get back to me. No, 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 no. He's like, how about I throw in Fletch? Is that okay? Fletcher Cox. Pray a pro <laughs> yeah. bowler. How about yeah, I you, throw and you pick up you pick up the whole 18 million there? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll take the Sean on. Now here here's the question though, Barrett. Should the Eagles be pursuing the Texans or should the Texans be pursuing the Eagles now? And what I mean well, by that I think is, it is yeah, three weeks, they definitely are. They are, who do they you are, think is more – who do you think right now, the Texans or the Eagles, that are in more of a desperate – because we just got through saying Eagles could be the best team in the NFC East right now and one of the top five teams in the NFC. Because of what Russell Wilson did by leaving the conference, all of a sudden now, if I'm Howie, I'm in no hurry to go over there. I told you what I wanted for Deshaun. You don't want it? It's on you. You guys got a $40 million tag – Coming up in a couple days here, man, right? You it's March 9th here, man. You got a couple days coming up here where you gotta pay this guy 40 million dollars. I'm gonna sit back. I offered you it here. Two ones, two twos, couple threes, a player. That's not good enough for you. Hey, I'm not offering, I'm not kicking my deal up. You think Howie's got the leverage here in this conversation, or do you still think does. Houston does? He absolutely has the leverage because He's got those picks. Those three first-round picks are like gold, man. They're worth their weight in gold. And at the end of the day, yes, this owner has deep pockets, but when he has to write a check for $17 million, there's no way around him being, hey, guys, we need to speed this up. We need to hurry this up. Y'all do what you need to do. I mean, let's get a deal done because I'm not trying to shell this out. I want somebody else to shell this out because he's not going to be on my roster and I just paid him $17 million. Oh, no, no, no. I just paid him $10 million. Um, last year, that's just 10 and I let it ride, but now I got to pay another 17 and then, you know, pay 40 million for him being on the team and him not playing. Oh no, 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 no. It's gotta be something happening. Let's speed this up. Let's get this going. Let's go. You know what? And I see people talking about, Hey, this guy's not going to play until 2026. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, bring you guys back to a case where it was worse than Deshaun Watson. It's Michael Vick. Don't ever say that a quarterback won't play, especially with, I'm not going to dis, I'm not going to lessen because if there are crimes and sexual assault, I'm not going down that line. I'm not really truly saying I don't care because if somebody has been assaulted, Somebody should have a come to Jesus conversation. I have a I have a daughter too. I understand all that. Hey, because you're a prostitute doesn't mean you're a liar. And nor should you be assaulted. Not saying that at all. Okay. Meaning, however, I have three three girls. Okay. You know what? You, you, right. I'm, so I'm not I'm not dismissing that in any way whatsoever. However, Michael Vick had a horrible, horrible, horrible public relations issue. And Philadelphia ate it. Yep. Yep. And you, you're you going to try to – what do you think was – the way people in this country think of animals, like you and me, okay? Yes. Okay? That, you, people have never forgiven Michael Vick for that. 
bro, they've never forgiven the Eagles too. They were, I think they said like twenty percent of ticket sales um, that year he was brought there. They they were gone, and there's there's still people that won't they they won't go to Eagles game and watch Eagles game because of it. So it's not like it was is is over even now. There are teams, there are people that just are are so turned off by it from back when Vic did that to now that still will not watch Eagles games. But this city is one of the few cities that will allow you to come back and get, and have a second chance. One of the few cities that if they're behind you, they're behind you. But they're also one of the few cities that if you piss them off and you and you have them turn their back on you, they will they, they will make sure that you hate being in this city. They will definitely do that. So at this point, like Ben Simmons tomorrow, when Ben comes and sits on the bench, that'll be to me that's the worst thing he can do. Why would you come sit on, if anything help your team by going ahead and playing instead of sitting on the bench because they're going to be giving him everything and he can do nothing to help his team out and taking all that they're about to witness this next game tomorrow. You see Kyrie last night? Yeah, he, he took him, he tore him off for 50. He took him for 50, baby. Woo. Hey, man, hey, hey, by the way, too, what's his name, man? KD goes, hey, I just went like this. I'm just going, he goes, and you know what was funny? After the game, he goes, man, I don't know how he does it. He's 5'11", and I'm, I'm like, that dude ain't no five eleven. Kyrie, he goes, man, he he was spectacular last night. I couldn't. I mean, you 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 know all the things you you hear about him, and watch this. I don't like the guy. I just don't. <laughs> I think he's too wishy washy. He's one day. He's one of these guys, Barrett. And this is the worst teammate in the world. Guy shows up to locker room one day. Hey, man. Guy shows up the next day. Guy right. shows up the third day. You're an ass. <laughs> guy shows up hey you want to go to dinner you're like man, <laughs> man, man i don't know it's like which one shows up today i i just hate people like that you're not consistent as a dude so it kind of bugs me but man when he's on like that and he's shooting the hoop man he is fun to watch bro it was he was yeah, electric last night the rim was the rim was like 10 foot wide for him yesterday bro 10 foot wide he was throwing up everything and hitting dog i mean that was one of that's one of those games where you don't want the game to end you just want to keep playing Keep filling it up. Just keep playing, man. And that's how good he is. That's that's how good of a shooter he is. We'll see tomorrow. We'll see tomorrow on how how you know how this game goes because it's gonna be a great game. I might have to be in the house. I might have. To oh go. my god! Again, back in the house again at Wells Fargo, man. I yeah, love I might it. Have By to the go way, back, maniac. I hate Nazis. I don't hate anybody, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I hate Nazis, dude. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hate anybody, man. I love everybody that checked us out. All right. Let me ask you this here. Who wins the Super Bowl first out of the AFC West? Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, or Russell Wilson with the Broncos? Do you hear? Look at look at these quarterbacks in the AFC West, dude. Mahomes, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert. Come on, man! Every week, dude. <laughs> This murderous is like row. the SEC. Yes, it's a murderous row, man. Pick your poison. You know what I mean. And 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 how you know when you look at it, if you look at that conference, I think what's going to really stick out is you got the weapons in Kansas City, but now they got weapons. You know, we didn't have somebody to throw to those weapons in in Denver, but Denver, I think Denver has the best defense in the conference. They do. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's going to be a toss up, man. They got a young gunner and he and, and, and Herbert. 
bro. <laughs> Just get Mike Ooh. Williams back. Right. <laughs> right. Oh man. And and then and, and what if and what if the Chargers go out there and get a, a, a good defensive lineman as a run stopper, you know, Jordan in the Davis. Middle of that defense. Uh, they get Jordan Davis. It's, it's a wrap. So you it's got Joey Boza, Nick, and you got Joey Boza on the perimeter, and you got Jordan Davis inside. The kid ran a four seven eight at three fifty one. Right, 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 right. Who, who, where, which way do you go? I mean, that's 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 going to be a conference, man. They, they get no rest. They're going to beat each other up. They're going to beat each other up, man. And that's, I've been a part of a conference like that, man. I, when I played my first couple of years here, when you had Dallas, Dallas was good. Washington was good. Uh, you know, the Giants were good then. You had Tiki and all those guys. They, I mean, Strahan. And then it turned around, and, and we were good also. Man, that was great. And then when I was with the Steelers, the, the Ravens were good. Cincinnati was good. They had um, Ocho Cinco's. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cleveland's always been terrible. Then you had the Steelers. We we – it was a murderous role almost every single – the only break we had is when we played Cleveland. That's the only break we had. I think Huzmanzada was also on that. Yeah, Huzmanzada. Palmer was the quarterback. Yeah. And then that defense uh, – what was his name? Smith. What was Smith's first name? A defensive end. He, he went to 49ers and ripped it up. But he was ripping it up when he was with um, when he was with uh, the Bengals also, man. What was Smith's first name? I forget what his name was. But he was a force at defensive end, man. White dude, really good man. Strong. Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis did a really good job. Oh, there great job, that time. great job, man. He really did a great. I hope he gets. Thornton another, was in the middle too. Opportunity. Yeah. Hey, you know, people, I, I've heard this, and I've, you know, and I will bring it up here. You know, they don't have a contract on the table now in Las Vegas with Carr, and Carr's people are not very happy with the ownership, and with the direction of the ownership with Mark Davis and. Uh, Josh McDaniel has said, hey, we're trying to get to the table, but Derek Carr's people don't want to get to the table. But, you know, if Russell – watch this, man. If Russell Wilson can be dealt, Derek Carr can be dealt. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I've, I've learned I've learned one more lesson never to believe in the land of misinformation uh, right now. Maybe because Justin Carroll says we have no intention of trading anybody. Yeah, Justin Smith, that's that kid's name. Baller. Oh, man. Yeah, Appreciate that it, guys. was his name. Right. Appreciate it, What guys. do you think of Derek Carr to the Eagles? That's solidifying the offense. I mean, he'll come in. He's got the experience. That team will rally behind him also, man. So, yes, if he comes in, they're easily the best team in the division there. Easy. Would you rather have Matt Ryan or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Jalen? Yeah, I'd rather have Jalen. I think Matt Ryan at this point – it, it, he's done, man. I, I don't think he has enough to carry a team. Um, say what you want to say. I, Hurts, I saw Hurts carry a team. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I think he's a little long in the tooth now. He didn't have that. I mean, it seemed like he was running quicksand. Yeah, he was running quicksand last year. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't understand. They, they got to pick a quarterback up this year. They have to. They have the heir apparent start raising a kid in that system, you know, in order for them to be competitive. If not – I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna really suck next year. Watch what I tell you. Yeah, Ryan no, no. I mean, it. last year the hit would have been sixty eight million on the cap, but now on March eighteenth, here's the deal. Now, why you're gonna be able like Fletcher Cox's deal after the eighteenth, they're gonna owe him eighteen million. But a lot of the things now that are in this new CBA, Barrett, I've read it. You can defer a boatload of the money if you get rid of a guy. 
where you could spread it out over 20 years now so it's more friendlier to a team's cap. And they made it so that way that you don't get stuck with like those Todd Gurley deals or those Clay Matthews uh, Jr. deals where they're around your neck like like a Carson Wentz deal. They made it so that you can move off of – and see, as an organization, that's a good thing. Again, you, you, you love that fact that you're able to do that because it keeps you in the game where you're not going to be – to me, it helps teams more like the Cowboys because the Cowboys are stupid spenders. Yep. Same thing like the Rams. They're stupid spenders too. I think teams like Philly and now Pittsburgh, always Pittsburgh, they're so cap conscious. You know? They yep. know where they are all the time. Howie's done such a great job. So you think right now with the way everything is situated that the Eagles should probably just stand pat because going back to the start of the show, what I said, right now they're probably the fifth best team in the NFC. Yeah, and you should look they at, do anything? Well, I mean, I, I if they if they're not going to get Watson, I'm saying yes, stand pat and go out and get one of those lines. Look, I, I just saw the stream earlier on. Uh, Seattle just cut Bobby Wagner. Wow. I mean, say what you want to say. He, he Holy led, shit, I will take that guy in five seconds in Philly. Bro, he led. He's, he's a Hall of Famer. No question. He's led He's led the NFL in impact tackles. Like, I, when I was keeping a stat, like, two years ago, he had led the NFL for five years in impact tackles, man. You know, five years. He was just that guy. You know, everything, he was just so smart and seeing things happen. Always around the ball. Great leader. Bring him in. Even though he's a little longer the tooth, I bet he's, he could still have better results than what they had last year. Guaranteed. What do you think they're doing in Seattle now? They're cleaning house, aren't they? Yeah, they're busting it up, man. They're 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 they're, they're past the point of 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 being competitive in that division number one, but just you know going on and moving on from Russell. They, there's no way that they could p- compete right now, and so they're they're starting from ground zero. And they should have started it before they went out and got that safety. <laughs> Jamal you know, Adams. Jamal Adams, he got him. He got him. He really got him. You know, had you know what? I, I think that probably, you know what, Barrett, to your point, that probably tilted the room yep. a little bit when they went like this. Okay, this ain't panning out. We just blew up the team with all those draft choices that we lost. Yep. We have to that move may have forced their hand on the Russell Wilson. It absolutely did. Denver because they didn't have draft choices. There's no way that they can compete now Uh, without, without Russell. They saw it last year when they went with the backup, you know, for all those games, they just didn't have enough. So why wouldn't you just blow it up and let's start again? You know, what direction are they going to go? They're going to defensively like they did earlier on, or they're going to stay with the offensive side of the ball and bring it off. I mean, how much longer do you think that head coach coaches? He's like 70-something years old. He is 70. Pete Carroll's 70 now. And then when you look at the division, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay's 36 years old. Right, exactly. He's 36. <laughs> Even the guy in Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury, man, right. he's got that program going in the right direction. All these guys are young dudes. And you got a 70-year-old defensive-minded guy in Seattle, and you just lost your quarterback. Wait a minute. Here, let's go here, Barrett. The Seattle Seahawks just lost two quarterbacks. They lost their starting quarterback on offense, and they lost their starting quarterback on defense, and Bobby Wagner. Yep. You just completely – the Legion of Boom, that whole thing is over with now. If I'm Pete Carroll – okay, so Pete Carroll's going to be put in charge of putting this thing back together. It's no. 70. <laughs> right? I mean, if if 
I, I, the Seattle Seahawks job, remember when Carroll took the job too? He said, this is my dream job. Yep. Man, I look at it now. That's got to be one of the worst jobs in the NFL. When you got Drew Locke as your dude right now and Geno Smith as your second dude, you got a problem in Seattle right now. That's what, crazy, man. Which That's way why do you I go? said they're gonna take they'll take a quarterback in the draft. They'll go get themselves a QB, and they're going to be that, – that's a five-win football team at best. <laughs> right? Five-win no football question. team. No question. They have nothing. They have nothing. It used to be Seattle, you always had Russell. But now no Russell, you have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. All right, let's take a time out here. I want to talk a little Cowboys with you here. Also, one thing about the Calvin Ridley uh, story that kind of bugs me because the NFL is not – circling back on another story that still is hanging out there a little bit more on the two big uh, stories yesterday with um, Aaron Rodgers and with Russell Wilson. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Dan Cilio. Back in three minutes. Keep it here on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Bobby Wagner and Demarcus Lawrence picked up in free agency, added to the Eagles defense. <laughs> the Eagles will be what? Um, the one of the NFC. <laughs> Look how close. Be, hey, by the way, that's changed, hasn't it now? Because Brady, look at what the NFC has lost in the last three years. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Those quarterbacks are now out of the NFC. Yep. Those are legendary dudes. All the quarterbacks are over on the AFC. I, somebody asked me who's going to win the AFC. I'd be like this. Kansas City, I guess, again? <laughs> right, right. I, okay. you know, look at this, man. Put this in perspective. A team like the 49ers, do you really think now they're going to get rid of Garoppolo? Nope. No way. But, but, and because he just had surgery, you're not going to get the value for him? Plus, you're not sure? Exactly. If, if Trey Lance, I'll tell you something else, man. You're Trey Lance or you're, you're Jordan Love right now. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen – hey, hey, Barrett. Let's go over there with Jordan Love. So let me get this right. Jordan Love is not going to get on the field for four for more six years? years. Wow. I mean, he's a at- first pick. Yeah. He's a first round pick. I mean, A Rod, A Rod sat for four years. I think, but it four was years? Favre in front of him. Right. Well, same thing, you know, okay. but six years, six years, that's a long time. Six, six. years. Bro, when you can you imagine being Jordan Love right now? I mean, you know, yeah, you say, you know, oh, I'm just gonna pick that check up, but to never have an opportunity to really show what you can do, I feel sorry for that kid, man. He'll be 28 when he steps on the field. If he steps on the field, if yeah. he don't you don't you agree the Packers have to have come to the conclusion that he's not the heir apparent because Barrett. Why would I pay $50 million a year to a player unless I didn't have to? Exactly. You think the NFL – I mean, you think the Packers are looking at Aaron Rodgers and going, this guy's been a really great guy the last couple of years. He's been spectacular. I love the way he goes in the media, shits all over the front office, hates everybody. Hey, it's okay. We love him. Here's $50 million. Barrett, you know how teams act. They're greedy – they don't, they don't want to pay you anything, man. They're always fighting over your bonuses, let alone paying the guy $50 million. Now, without even saying it, the Packers have said this. Man, if we thought they, we had the succession plan, we would have implemented it like they did in Green Bay because they had Rodgers waiting in the wings. The yeah, same way they did. Close. Yeah, you're right, Dan. The if same way they did in San Francisco with Montana – when they had Young, they dude, they moved off of Joe freaking Montana, right? The next thing to Brady is Montana, and you're going, okay, those organizations knew they had a succession plan. Jordan Love, dude, Packers had to have come to the conclusion they went like this. No way. There's no way. There's, there's no way that Jordan Love is even close. I mean, even minutely close to being a starting quarterback. They, they, they just messed that up. I mean, his contract is up next year. They're not going to renew that contract, bro. They're not going. He's not going to get the worth. And, and, and there's no way that he stays behind and 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 stays in in, in Green Bay. I mean, they're going to have to move him, man. I mean, that's 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 to have him, man. That's that's making him suffer, bro. Why even give him an opportunity to stay? 
he's got to be out of there. Jordan Love does not want to be in Green Bay right now, and they don't want him in Green Bay right now. If they can find any suitor for him, he's out of there. He's out. I, I want to give you a stat, and you tell me what you make of this. In the last two years, Aaron Rodgers has thrown for just about 80 touchdowns, okay, and he's got nine picks. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, does it? In two years. <laughs> In 17 years, Barrett, he's got 460 touchdowns, passes, and he hasn't thrown for 100 picks. That's ridiculous. I mean, where do they go after Rodgers? Because it's definitely not love. Where do they go? And will they? Will he allow them to go get a quarterback in the first round like they did before? Will he allow them to? That's, that's the big question right there. Will he allow them to? I mean, he... He just stuck them up and just like, look, this is what I'm doing. You're going to like it because I'm saying you're going to like it. I don't care what you guys like. Give me $50 million a year or I'm leaving or I'm going to retire. So this was really about money in the end? What else is there? It's not about respect. They respect him. It's not about them treating him good because they, they respect him because you know them. why? Watch this. It's, you know, I, I think, you know, my wife used to tell me this all the time. Hey, dude. She goes, oh, you got those nice pats on the back in college. He goes, how the much data you get boys. paid for that? Right, go, right, them data boys, yep. <laughs> I go, I go. Well, what do you mean? I didn't get paid for that. She goes, oh, so you got a bunch of coaches out of boys. Yep. And I went, <laughs> he goes, you know how a person respects you? Under paycheck. Right, right. Okay, so Packers respected him by giving him 50 million bucks. So if you're Jordan Love, do you force your way out? He didn't have to force his way out. They'll not let him go. You think they're shopping him right now? There's no question they are. There's no reason why he should be on this team right now. Because, I, like I said, if he was even this close to being a starter, he'd be at – Rodgers would be out. I mean, um, he would – Rodgers would be out of there because I mean, yeah. he's done everything possible to make that organization look bad. I mean, everything possible. Everything. Dude, he was he was on an island. He was in Hawaii under, under waterfalls – and you know, you know, saying whatever the hell he wanted to say about the Packers organization, just dogging them. Every time I watched him in Hawaii, I kept thinking, "Watch, watch me." <sighs> yeah, man, trying to find myself here. You know, I'm trying to like, you know, just you know, I'm on the hookah. And uh, by the way, I need you to make me a hookah off that aluminum, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then again, aluminum may hurt my fingers, man. So I don't know. By the way. Why are you welding aluminum? You gonna do something on your house? What the hell are you doing aluminum? I'm on my boat, man. I use the the um the T-top, you know, the top that has you know the shade over the boat. That's yeah. made out of aluminum. It's lightweight. So you're so making I, a giant, you're making <laughs> you're making a, a giant canopy. Yes, yes. It's a canopy. I already had a canopy that I had on my center console. No, I got wait, rid of my I center gotta, console. I gotta up. ask a question here on the on on the uh on how this is gonna work. You know, when you get out in the boat. And the wind starts kicking up. I mean, are you going to have it, you know, well, see, set that's up so the thing don't fly off when you get out there, right? That's why I'm welding it. That's why I got to make sure that it doesn't break when I'm welding it. So that's why I keep practicing every day for about for at least an hour, man, of welding. You know, does the captain come over and help you? No, no, he has he has to work down at the docks, man. He, he's got to stay at the the marina. So wait, so wait, man, do do you allow anybody in? The Brook Shop when you're doing things, or is it just like a one man project? Because you know, me, I, I, I like. Hey, 
let me tell you something. Me doing broadcasting, there are so few people I like doing it with. Right, okay? right, right. I right. hate everybody right. because I think they <laughs> suck. Okay? I love what we do. I love it because I have so much respect for you. There's like three people say. on the planet I'll do it with, right? And so um, I don't really like a lot of people in my sandbox. So do you like people in your sandbox at the Brook Castle? Not really because – <laughs> if I'm doing it wrong, if I'm doing it wrong, I don't want to be told that I'm doing it wrong. Just let me. They say your boat flies. <laughs> it might. <laughs> but look, I don't like doing it wrong because I mean, I don't like to be told I'm doing it wrong because I eventually I see it's wrong. I know it's wrong. Let me figure it out. I want to figure it out because you telling me how to do it. I really don't learn anything from it. I'm learning because if I do it bad, I know not to do it that way that time. I get the feeling on how it felt when I was doing it. So that's a learn ex- that's a learned experience that you know that I was able to go work through and do it the right way. So when I do it the right way, I was like, oh, this feels like it's wrong. Let me stop doing it this way. Let me do it the right way. So that's why I like to do it myself. You, you know, know that I mean? that aluminum's gonna reflect a lot of heat. Well, I've already got I've already got a plan for that. I'm gonna take rhino lighting <laughs> and I'm gonna put rhino lining over it. Plus, you won't be able to see the bad wells if they are bad wells. So we'll put rhino lining over it. It'll look nice, man. I got a plan for all that, bro. I got a plan you, for all you, that. You've thought this out, right? Yes, yes. So you've gone on. Where, where, where did you Where did you get the inspiration here? Did you go and Google it? Going, how can I make a canopy for my boat? And that's how we've done this here. No, it was. It was. I had a canopy on my um my center console, and I you know I was working on the center console. I was like, you know what? I don't want this center console. It's a dusky. I didn't want the dusky. I really wanted a um a dual console because. You know, it has a little cabinet underneath, and the center console didn't have a cabinet in it. So I wanted a cabinet that I can go in down if just in case it starts getting weather gets bad, I can go down in there and chill out. Well, you didn't have that with a center console. You just there, you know, with with you know all the elements. Is it so, like Tony Soprano's Bada Bing, where you can go underneath there and they kill Big Pussy down there? And yeah, is, that, <laughs> <laughs> is it is it is it like that down there when you know? Not not, not that ex, you know extravagant. You know what I'm saying? But it's, you know it's, it's <laughs> well. It's wait okay, a minute man. now. You could gut the bitch and you could turn it into anything you want now. Look, I mean, well, that's what I'm gonna do. But I'm at least get one season out. This one. I'm going to get one season out of this boat first before I do anything. Like, I got everything for it. I got a bracket for it. I'm going to put on it next season. I'm going to put it on this season because if I put it on and I got to redo the transom, I'm like, oh, man, I got to redo the transom. But at least right now I'll be able to, you know, go out on it, see what's wrong with it, see what's right with it, you know, what I like and what I don't like, and go forward with it. You know what I mean? I'm, let me get it going first and see how I like it, and then I'll go from there. But What's you know, the dream boat for Barrett Brooks? Um dream boat it's called a uh american international and it's it's a center console but has a cabin in front of it and you know it's it's, it's a big boat it's about 26 foot and it I mean it's like to me the perfect boat that you can have either that or a world cat a world cat is it's got um you know it's, it's, it's dual hull you know and they're nice too i like those also but it's one of those two boats one of those two I'd like to see you pimp that boat out, man. Like, you know, have it, it might. on deck. It might. I mean, it's, it's getting there. It's definitely getting there. In fact, I'm surprising myself on how resourceful I've become <laughs> over the past couple of years. You know, it's not, it's not like I knew how to do this stuff, you know, to begin with. Is there a stereo system on it? I've already bought the stereo. About to put the stereo in, yeah. I got to make sure I don't, you know, burn the boat up, you know, but so I got to go on YouTube and I'll figure out how to wire the boat. You know, I got, I got a little bit, 
of electrical knowledge. So I'm not going to electrocute myself, but I still got to look at it a little bit, you know, see, make sure I'm wiring it just right. That way I don't burn myself up. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm me doing this is a labor of love. And, you know, I'm the type of guy that once I finish this boat, I'm going to want to go get something else and start over again because I'm enjoy doing it, you know, so much. I enjoy being out there and, you know, saying nobody bugging me. You know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll work on a boat all day if I could. So now you must have more respect for Howie Roseman doing it himself, building his team, having the team under the cap, Damn, finding not gonna, the right guys. We're not going to take it that far, man. We, Howie <laughs> Roseman, we're not going to take it that far. I've given him enough praise in the past four days that I can't give him any more. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, Howie's still got to work. How about man, this? Still. What's your what's your, what's your your still biggest problem with him? His evaluation of certain guys in yes. the draft? Yes. Know your lane, man. Know your role. Understand that you don't know everything. So because you don't know everything, you got to look towards somebody else that maybe knows a little bit more about what you're doing. You know, like, I, I understand nobody can come tell him about the salary cap. He's a master at doing that. He understands how to, you know, put guys, you know, put talent together um, on paper and make all the, you know, all the numbers work. But there's a difference between looking at a guy, eyeing a guy, and knowing how that guy can contribute to your team. Sometimes you don't have to be smarter than everybody in the room. Sometimes if you see the best player, well, damn it, he's the best player. Because I'm still looking at, you know, Jamar Chase and 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 and, and um, the year before him, uh, what's that? Jefferson. What's that? Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I'm still looking at those two. And at that point where they were picking, those are still, you know, the two best receivers that you could have gotten in the drafts. They couldn't have got Jamar. I understand that. But Jefferson is sitting right there. And that's still a black eye to me when DK Metcalf is still there and you pick up J.J. Ortega Whiteside. That's still a black eye to me. That's three years in a row that we didn't get the guy we should have gotten. Yeah, so. because, you know, I mean. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My they benchmark general manager and how I think a general manager should act is Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom, to me, has been the best general manager over the last 30 years, in my opinion. No question. And anybody in the NFL because of the type of players – but he did the number one thing that you were talking about. You know, he didn't want to have to worry about cap, cap stuff. What he did was he hired a guy. Yep. That was his explicit job was to go to Ozzy and say this. Ozzy would put – I, I, I know Ozzy because Ozzy played in Cleveland and my one of my boys, Dave Pizzuli, knew him very well and I got a chance to become friends with Ozzy Newsom. Ozzy would go like this, Barrett. He would look at a list, free agency, drafting, then he'd bring the cap guy and he go, where are we now in the cap? Can I, which one of these guys here? Right. What do I have to do? And so he would rely on those guys. And when you – that's how Jimmy Johnson built the Cowboys too. Jimmy relied on his assistant coaches. Do yep. you know that he never did any coaching at all as far as I can remember? And I was around him for three years at UM, another year in Dallas, and I never remember Jimmy Johnson going, dude, we had a – we were playing against Louisville Cardinals one year, and we were running the clock out. We're killing Jay Gruden, I think, was the quarterback of the team, too. We killed him. And Jimmy goes like this, run a halfback option or something. And and, and Tony Weiss looks over at him, the great old line coach, uh -huh. and he goes like this, Coach, we don't have a halfback option pass. Run something, <laughs> God damn it. I don't care what it is. Run something. And you're going like this. Okay, so – what Jimmy did was he managed his coaches, okay, 
and his coaches managed the players, but Jimmy never got in the way. He'd come by the drills and he'd be given all that, you know, he'd boys, that yeah. crap. he'd come by all this other stuff. But Jimmy, man, when he got into the meetings, he would sit there and go, this guy here looks great on film. I'm going here. We're doing this. And he'd have Bob Ackles that would work his pro personnel. Bob would come in and go, hey, we got we got a call from the 49ers, man. They want to get rid of Charles Haley. I'll take him right now. They were one in 15. <laughs> and, you know, you're like, okay. And so they added those. Comp- That's how he handled it. To me, guys who know their weaknesses, if you know your weakness and you're a general manager, to me, those are always the more successful ones because you allow people to do their job. The problem that I see sometimes with the Eagles, Barrett, is that Howie has to be on the game day roster. He has to be involved in some of the um, directions of how the game plan is going to be. Dude, why are you even around the game plan? You should not no, no, You should be nowhere near that thing. Let your, nope. You hired the coach to do coaching. Get out of the way, man. And that's You've the biggest done thing. A great job. You got to get out the way, man. Uh, you know, I, with with Cower, you know, BC, BC didn't coach. Um, individual, like he, you know, every once in a while he'd come over. Like he was, he was really, really big on 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 Troy Palomalu and and how Troy Palomalu. He was big and coming and talking to him, but it was never one of those things where he's coaching him. He let his coaches coach. Like he didn't come in the meeting room and, and start telling Russ Grimm how to do stuff. You know what I mean? Russ Grimm be like, hey, hey, uh, BC, tell him, hey, BC, respect. You ain't telling Russ Grimm anything. Get the hell out of here. You know what I'm saying? That's what he'd be like. You got to get out of here, man. We, we, you know, we don't, we don't play that stuff. One time he got pissed off at Alifanica and started yelling at Alifanica. And, and, and when he's yelling at Alifanica, here comes Russ. Hey, ho, coach, ho, 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 ho. I got him. I got him. You go on the defensive side of the ball. I got him. I'll take care of this. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the way, you know, everything was, you know, monitored in that, in that locker room. You didn't have to go up there and micromanage stuff. When you have to do that as a coach, then things aren't cool. You know what I'm saying? That means you want you, – you're not doing your job and articulating what you want in that coach's room in order for your coaches to now relay that information to your, to your players. You know what I'm saying? It should be a seamless – it should be a seamless flow of information from the head coach telling his coaching, all right, this is what I like to, you know, do. This is what I like to control. This is what I like to, you know, make sure these guys are doing. And from there, you take your coaches, um, know what you're trying to do. You let them know the game plan. Then it goes to the players. Now, they, it's their job on getting your players to execute what that head coach wanted. And that's, you know, that's, I mean, that's usually how successful guys go. Now, Belichick, is the oxymoron of all this. You know, he's the exact opposite to this because he's got his hands and everything. He's a defensive guy, but he's, you know, he was helping with, you know, making sure he trained Brady to go up through the ranks and make him the book. But you don't usually get guys like that in your locker room. Like Andy Reid, Andy Reid never goes down to the defensive side of the ball. He stays on his side and and, and coaches there. And he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't even coach that. He talks to the coordinators and let them go ahead and do their thing. Barrett, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the relationship between Brady and Belichick. It's funny you should say that because it was different. And like you just said, you know, he he blows up all the conventional wisdoms of how you should be involved in everything. I'm gonna tell you, and and, and he said this to Jimmy Johnson, and Jimmy goes, What's it like coaching Brady? And he goes, Well, this is what we do. They like play war games. 
Right. And what I mean, what he does is he goes like this, Tom, third and seven, minus 20. They are in a uh, banjo defense, cover seven. Tom will come up, and what he'll do is situationally show him where he thinks the open receiver is going to be. And they play these war games with one another, like he's on a tablet, Belichick is on a tablet. Then Bill go because Bill is a big believer in situational teaching to his yep. players instead of like they say that their Thursday practice is this. Remember, guys, inside the 20 yard line, no reaching for the uh, end zones. We don't have that here. You get fined for that here. That's why you never see red zone fumbles with the Patriots. They coach this. My uh, plus 20 going in, they're going to be in a press defense. We're going to be in a what? Spread, uh, block and release on the tight end. Gronkowski's here. What do we do? And they're constantly going over situational play calling. Yep. That's why when I we were talking about Nick Sirianni last year, Nick Sirianni's coaching an offense. Yep. Bill Belichick coaches situationally. That's why it works for him, Barrett, as an offensive coordinator because he's – He's arguably the greatest defensive coordinator of all time. Yep. And he's putting his quarterbacks in situations where you've got to think your way out of it. Remember in college, as we say, they put those signs up and they're telling you where to throw the ball. Belichick is schooling his quarterbacks to go like this, 45-yard line, our 45-yard line. Uh, we're wide, no backs. They're going to blitz. Watch the safety. Safety's pressing. What Who's do you high? do? Yep. And you're, you're, you're going over all of this. And he said Brady and him would go back and forth. It was like a chess game. That's how he and Brady developed that rapport where I don't think a lot of coaches do that. I think they teach a certain system. I think they teach a certain way. RPOs. I mean, I mean, it, it was enough just for Nick Sirianni just to teach him RPOs and what would work in the NFL situationally. That's why Jalen couldn't find the one single receiver in that playoff game against Todd Bowles because you know why? He situationally wasn't prepared to see what the Buccaneers and Todd Bowles was throwing at him. Now, you agree, right? That comes with experience and years of playing and understanding what defensive coordinators are. But I think there's a certain way of coaching. If you're a defense, if I'm a defensive coordinator or I'm a defensive minded head football coach, I'm going to go in front of my guy and I'm not going to tell him how to throw the fucking ball. I'm not going to tell him how to do that's I got a quarterback coach for that. I got an OC for that stuff. I want to know what you're going to do on our 45 yard line with two minutes left in the football game. They're going to press coverage you because they've been getting to our quarterback all day. What are we going to do? How are you going to manipulate that offense? I like those style of coaches more so than I do just a coach teaching you how to run an offense. Absolutely, because you look at um, you can you can you can kind of hinder a, a player's growth by telling them what to do instead of teaching them what to do. It's a difference. Now Gruden Gruden would tell you know the quarterback what to do. All right, you got two jet. I'll go. I want you to throw it to this guy in this scene. And, you know, that's exactly where he throw the ball. And in practice, sometimes they would pick it off. But in the game, it'd be wide open. But you're not teaching this player 
how to read the defense. Why do you see this? Because during these circumstances, this is the defense that they like to run. So let's go, you know, go and 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 go against the tendencies of this defense. Let's look and see if we can hit this play instead of looking at that play. A lot of the times when you know, I see a lot of coaches just guessing. I mean, why are you guessing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know when I'm watching film. All right, I know what they're gonna do right here with Todd Bowles. What Todd Bowles do, he's a cover three guy. Since he's a cover three guy, I know you're going to have the seams that are going to be wide open. Why not throw to the seams, run comebacks on the seams? Because you're you're asking a linebacker to get out there and play a route that he can't get. Just throw underneath it. And we didn't do that, and that's why, you know, the game, you know, went the opposite way. There's certain things you can learn if you learn a scheme and you learn and understand what you're supposed to do. Gruden would teach him where to go with the ball, but he wouldn't teach him why he went to that ball. You know, why he went to that play instead of, you know, I mean, and it's, it's, it's a merit of coaching styles that I've been around. Um, you know, a guy like Russ Grimm. Russ Grimm, when he taught a play, he didn't teach this play. He would tell, he would make it, he put it in the simplest around. He'd say, all right, we got zone play. We got zone right. Front side, you got read or reads. Backside, leave one. And everybody knew what that was because if you're, if you're uncovered on the front side, you're going to scoop a front side. On the back side, you're going to leave the widest guy on the field and you're going to scoop back anything inside. So it's just simple rules. You know, in scat protection, scat protection, all right, we got the Mike linebacker. When we call a Mike linebacker, anybody else comes, that's a quarterback's guy. So if they brought two off the side, the quarterback would have to hit one, and one of those receivers had to break off hot to hit the other guy. That was everything. You know, he wanted to break it down to the essence of the simplicity. That way you didn't have to think. You just read and react and go. I don't see that happening a lot of times because these guys, young guys coming out of college, all they see is, all right, the defensive coordinator, I mean, the offensive coordinator knows what to do. That's why they're looking on the sideline. Are we going to run this play? Because he sees it. Not making that quarterback read what he sees in front of him. And the biggest key to know that a quarterback is still learning is pre-snap um, penalties when you're talking about the clock expiring. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, because they don't know what to do if all of a sudden a coverage comes out. They don't have situational understanding of where they are on the field. So it's time to go, bro. Another great day. Thank you so much. I learned, I'm learning a lot about your boat too, dog. <laughs> we need more pictures, man, till tomorrow, man. I appreciate it. Don't forget to join us here later on. Also, um, in the afternoon show for the National Football Show, we really appreciate it. Till tomorrow, we'll see you on the flip side. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.